Danny Flexen here for seconds out with my old friend. Not so old. How, how, how you doing, Danny? Spence Fearon. No, no, it's, cool. it's cool. Grey's coming out. I'm, I'm, I'm blessed, man. I'm, I'm Is that why you wore the blazer? Yeah, <laughs> offset, offset the grey, yeah. And the shoes. Yeah, I mean, and the get shoes, you, yeah. Get, you, get the yeah. shoes in, get the shoes in. Um, we're here at the Ultimate Boxer Draw, and we're going to talk about a variety of things, but let's start with Ultimate Boxer. What do you make of the format, obviously similar to Prize Fighter? Is it something you wish you'd have done when you were still no, a pro? I don't wish that I could have done something like this, because um, to fight three times, I think the only, I, I boxed three times once in the amateurs, and then it got absconded, and like, I remember boxing twice in the amateurs. That was hard work. So, <laughs> no, I, me personally, no, but as a spectator, oh my word, Ultimate Boxer is fantastic. I, I think... Something like um, attention spans are, are, are dwindling now in a sport where sometimes you don't want to see the finesse of, of, of beauty over 12 rounds. We want to see crash, bang, wallop. But even in the time of crash, bang, wallop, we still get to see some beautiful, some beautiful boxing. So I'm, I'm, I've, I think this is an excellent format, um, even though we've seen it before. But even before Prize Fire, the format was still there before. So, but like now. For it to get the spotlight that it's getting, be on BT, um, and it, it heightens the profile of, of guys. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm cool. Like Mikel um, Lowell, look look at look what he's done for him. Now he's 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 beaten on the door of potentially fighting for a uh, for 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 a decent title, for an era title or such a night. But he's in he's the top ten in the cruiserweight division now. So yeah, it's, that's nice, man. So with Tottenham tight, obviously you want to think about what people are going to want to know from Spencer Fearon. And I guess the, one of the main things is Anthony Yard, Sergei Kovalev. What, what's your take on that, reflecting on it? It's been a, a week now. Um, yeah, it has been a week. I thought Anthony Yard fought absolutely gallantly. Um, I was I predicted round eight for him to stop him. I thought, like, yeah, you're going to be behind on points and you're going to stick it on him. And he was so close in, in round eight. And you've got to think, boy, if that fight was over here, you know, <laughs> there could have been a little... You know what I mean? There could have been a little stoppage going on there, you know what I mean? Like a, but it wasn't. And you know what? It is what it is. And what don't kill you makes you stronger. And I, I've got no doubt in my head that Andy Yard and Baba Tunde Ajayi, because Tunde's been up for a lot of stick right now, uh, that, that he'll come again. And Unfair stick, in your view? Um, it's the way of the world right now. Um, we've already spoken about Schrodenfreuder and how people are. So this is, this is nothing new, but we also know why. It's like certain times people are going to get stick and it's because they're not, you want to give out stick to somebody else because you're actually not comfortable with your own life. Anytime I see anyone, even you then, I say how slim you're looking and everything else. And the reason why is because... You're a liar. Yeah, a very good one. But what I'm trying to say, what I'm trying to say is like, it's like I, I, I don't feel good in myself at anybody else's unpleasure anyone else is on pleasure so I want everybody to win so that's how that's my mind especially if I know you I grew up with you I grew up with Tundi so those guys you know I mean we used to be on the streets together so when I see those guys who have who put down street life and being totally f uh, 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 focused on the on the functionality of, of getting success I want them to succeed that's how I work uh, and Iyad lovely human being and He's going to come back again. I've got no doubt in my head he's going to come back again. And I still believe that he's going to become world champion. Do you feel now you were wrong about Kovalev? Did he show you more than you thought no, he had no, left? No, no, no. He's still an old drunk. And that's the thing. I've said it. I'm not going to take that back. I've said it. He's an old drunk. But he's an experienced old drunk. And a good fighter for an old drunk. No, he's a, no, no, no. I've never, ever, ever have I turned around and said that, that Kovalev couldn't fight. I'd be, I'd be lying if I turned around and said Kovalev, because I know he can fight. But why should we be bigging him up? So any yard and Tony can hear that and like, maybe, I mean, even though they're unshaken in their, in their confidence, but oh, what's Spencer on? Nah. If you're my guy, you're my guy. That's how I roll.
This is Rob Tubbett for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. Joined here today by unbeaten heavyweight prospect Guido Vianello. We're here in Las Vegas ahead of Tyson Fury versus Otto Valin. Guido, come stai? Molto bene. I'm very good. I feel strong. I live in Vegas now and is everything perfect with my new team. So I'm very happy. I was in the gym yesterday with Kevin and Joe. They told me about you moving in with Kevin. Talk to me about that. How have you settled in? Yeah, before I lived in Big Bear. Uh, Big Bear is very complicated place for everything, for sparring, for move, for uh, training. So I prefer move here because in this city I have uh, top, my promoter top rank close to me. I, I can uh, train in different gym, I can have more sparring uh, and with my new coach I have good relationships and we train about new technique with long distance, long control. So now is, uh, is perfect for me. You are an Italian man. Italians, usually football. Soccer. Soccer. Calcio. Calcio. See, my Italian is okay. Not too bad. It's okay. Why boxing? Why not football? Why not soccer? No, I... Why not modeling, Ben Davison says? I don't like soccer. I don't like because my feet is very big. I'm 15, so it's possible for me. But I played tennis before because my family has a tennis club in Rome. So I was born and my father taught me tennis. And for casually, before um, when I moved with my motorcycle when I was 15, I um, passed in front of a gym boxing. So for casual events, I went inside and I started boxing. And how old were you at the time? 15, when I started, yeah, 15. When did you start to take it seriously? Was it straight away? Was it maybe a couple of years? One year, one year after, I won the Italian Juniors Championships and I went to the national team. So I boxing national team for 10 years. I went to Olympic Games. And one year and a half ago, surprise, new American and top rank. How was the Olympics? For amateur boxing, for a lot of boxers, that is the, the pinnacle, the heights. What was your Olympic experience? Yeah, when, when, when a boxer starts boxing, think about Olympic Games. And uh, it was my dream. And I, I went there uh, very young. I, I was uh, 22 years in my category, super heavyweight. It was very difficult because I had a big opponent, uh, very old, very experienced. So I remember Olympic Games uh, with my debut in Madison Square Garden, both the best experience in my life. But I'm, I was so young, so in the ring I'm uh, very contract. And I lost with the Cuba, Cuba guy. The Cuba is an amateur. Uh, they are the, the best boxer in the world. But I'm happy. I'm happy because now I'm stay here and I want uh, construction myself. Yeah. Which fighters did you watch when you were younger? Did you watch fighters on the TV? I know Italian boxing over the years, years ago, you had Nino Benvenuti um, for amateur boxing, Roberto Camarelli. Yeah. Which fighters did you, did you watch when you were younger? Roberto is my very good friend. We're training together. And um, for amateur boxer, my prefer is Camarelli, yes. But for professional, I saw Klitschko, Vladimir Klitschko. I like very Klitschko. Your, his technique, he didn't take punch but control every match and he was a world champion for 10 years so he's the best here. Yeah. 
I spoke to Kevin yesterday and he said that he's going to try and make you now fight like a big man fight with a jab and keep people on the end is that difficult because I know Abel Sanchez trains a very different way in Big Bear how is that for you different style but I like now yeah because I'm tall I'm I uh, work with my balance uh, and my my jab yeah I since Saturday fight I want give more jab and practice and practice what I learn in gym so Saturday you will see more jab and good right hand. <laughs> How are you finding life as a professional? You're 4-0 with four knockouts. Is it easy? Is it difficult? Is it you still working and to, to develop from an amateur to a professional? It's different, it's different. It, when I start it's difficult because I change it every my life. Before I was a policeman in Italy, I yeah because in Italy you can training and you can uh, stay in, in police or in arm. So I changed everything. I said hello everybody and I came here. But uh, it's life that I like. So it's not difficult, it's a pleasure for me. And now I must to think to building myself. So not fast, very slow, step by step, match, match, match and building me. Kevin told me that you and Joseph Parker, who is a gym mate, you also live together now in the house with Kevin, said you've become very good friends in a very short space of time. Just tell me about that. Yeah, it's wonderful because now I'm learning English. In Big Bear I spoke very little. Now I can speak with Joe, with Taylor, we live every, everybody together. And it's fantastic, yeah, because it's a very beautiful life. Joe and me, they are very, uh, we are very similar. So he's a good man and uh, we enjoy every day. You teach him Italian cooking? Pasta, you like pasta? I love pasta. Pasta bolognese, matriciana. Yeah. I'm a good chef with pasta, yeah. <laughs> and in America it's very difficult to eat a good pasta. Yeah, it's not good. So in Big Bear I found a good restaurant, Puglia restaurant, where I ate a very, very good food from Puglia, south of Italy. Uh, but now I must try another restaurant in Vegas, so... Yeah, but the pasta is the best food for me. I, I agree, and you have to look at me, I like pasta a lot. <laughs> um, I know that you spent some time when you were in Big Bear sparring with Tyson Fury. What was that like? Ah, it's very, it was very nice for me because for me Tyson is the best heavyweight in this moment and I taught a lot with him because he's fast, he's experienced, he, he has good technique and his mind is very strong. So stayed with him is very important for me uh, to learn, to learn every, every second. He fights this Saturday against Otto Wallin. Otto Wallin is another person who was in the amateurs for a long time. Do you know much about Otto Wallin? No, I don't know, but I think Tyson uh, will win, no problem for him. Okay, well, just finally before we go, um, what message have you got for fans who are going to be tuning in on Saturday? Hopefully to see you. Um, not Tyson Fury, just for you, Guido Vianello. <laughs> you have a very good accent, Vianello. You say very good, yeah. I'm from a place in England, Bedford, where we have more Italians than anywhere else in the UK. Do you practice Italian in England? <laughs> I used to speak a little bit of Italian. I used to be able to hold a, a very bad conversation in yeah, Italian. You try. I'll try. Yeah. So Saturday night you will see a new gladiator with new style and I want to fight in Italy maybe next year with my people, with my country and 
So see you soon. What's your dream venue in Italy? My dream? Your dream venue. My dream in Italy. Stadium. Ah, Olimpico. Olimpico is the in Rome, yeah. the stadium for soccer in Rome. So Olimpico with Francesco Totti. He's, <laughs> he's a player from Rome. Francesco Totti in, in ringside. No. Is my dream. Yeah, he, he could walk you to the ring and hold the belt. Yeah, exactly. With belt from Rome for my country because uh, boxing must return in Italy. Yeah. Okay, well, Guido Vianello, thank you very much for speaking to Boxing Social. Look forward to seeing you in action on Saturday night. Thank you. Ciao, ciao. Grazie. Grazie a voi. <laughs>
Um, so, yeah, there's options for me. I just listen to my team. I get in the gym and just graft hard, and whoever i got, i just got to prepare for that and go out and try and get the job done. We see a lot of people when it comes to that British tour overall is asked, would they love to win it outright? Do you see yourself maybe defending it once and moving on, etc.? You've been in amongst the top light heavies in Britain for a while now. The opportunity just hasn't quite fallen for you to win that title yet. But if you was to be successful, you was to claim it, how do you see your career mapping out after that? Um, well, to be fair, look look at the fights I've had. When I've boxed, um, even early in the year, I boxed Jake Ball. He was uh, ranked well above me, top light heavyweight, um, set for big things. Class is one of the big punchers, biggest light heavyweights. Um, uh, good Olympic um, squad pedigree, I think he was in the GB squad. Um, and that could have easily been for a British title. Most people have one um, big domestic clash, that's usually for the British. Um, I had that. I previously beat a guy 12 and 0. I could have had that for the British title. And then um, I then moved on to my last guy I beat. He beat someone who's already boxed for the British title um, and also beat the, English, the former English champion also. So he could have easily been for the British title. He was um, credible for it. I could have beat him for the British. So I think I boxed basically for the British title at that level a couple times now without the title so it's just like now I kind of just want to actually make the official title on the line against another good guy win the title and then um, I, I could maybe push on to an international experience maybe not we, know, we don't know see depends on how I win it um, and what my team think after that now down here at Peacock, the Peacock Gym today the home of where Anthony R trains just want to get your thoughts on his defeat, Sergei Kovalev. I know it was a, a month or so, well, not even a month, a few weeks ago now, but what are your thoughts on it? Um, he put up a good performance, you know, he stepped up, um, stepped up um, and put a good performance on. He showed, he ticked a lot of boxes, what people might have questioned, and he showed that he has it. I think he boxed, um, he, he performed well, he showed he had a good chin. Um, yeah, I was, I was um, pleased for him. You know, it's all about trying to get the world title eventually. Um, he come up short this time, but I think he'll learn from it, um, gain a lot of experience and, you know, we can um, try again maybe at a later date. I've known Anthony for a long time. We used to train together um, for, a, for a while, support each other all the time. We used to go to each other's fights all the time, etc. So it's good to see a guy who's coming from where you're coming from and someone you know very well um, be in these positions because it shows that it's in touching range for yourself. Um, and you know, the, and these are the opportunities what can come come um, from um, boxing and keep pushing on. So for me, I just got to be patient and wait for my time. But it was good that he's had the experience, and I think he'll come back. Sticking with that world scene, Artur Terbia versus Alexander Vozdik was announced for unification bout. What are your thoughts on that bout? How do you see it playing out? I don't know a lot about um, Alexander. Um, Alexander Vozdik. Um, I know that he obviously beat um, Don Stevenson. Um, which wasn't um, a mishap happened with that so it's, um, obviously it's, it's not good um, but he beat him so he must be quite strong um, considering to what happened um, and we know that um, Batervia he's very strong very powerful we saw him box Callum Johnson he took his shots well um, stopped him in the end but Callum Johnson did put up a good account of himself as well he dropped him so um, these guys at that world level they're very seasoned they're solid they're strong opponents so when you're stepping up to that level you want to make sure you're seasoned and ready for them sort of fights so I think that's a, a, a real good fight I'm really interested based on what I've heard about um, the other guy um, I know how strong and tough Bateriev is so I think this is going to be he's probably his toughest test so I'll be definitely tuning in to see the outcome and keep a close eye on my division and finally 
Also on Saturday night, we see Tyson Fury return to ring once again. He'll face Otto Wallin. Your thoughts on that bout, Craig? We don't know really, really a lot about Otto. I don't really know a lot about him at all. Obviously, we know Tyson Fury very well. Um, it'll be a good um, fight for Tyson Fury just to, you know, try out what he's been working and training and, you know, uh, another step moving forward to a big fight for him in the future. Well, Craig Richards, I appreciate your time. Thanks for to myself on Boxing Social. Thank you very much. Once the opportunity arose for him to close the show, he did it in emphatic style. Whatever he hits, falls. Nightmare. Show me, who am I? I'm your mandatory for the British. Yeah, so what? You saying we're gonna get it on? Yeah, come on. for that work? Yeah? Yeah, come no on. No pass bits. Craig, just a couple of minutes. Wait, I want to clear up the uh, oh, yeah. Norset. I sold you a bit short, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, you done me in dirty last time. <laughs> you done me dirty. You headlined saying that, what was it, Koblev? If Koblev wants a tick over fight. To call me. Yeah. Which, if you watch the interview, I never said that. But it, it looks out of context. It looks out of context. So Watch the interview, people should watch the interview and then... Yeah, so yeah. for a message to everyone, before you lot get at me for the headers, watch the actual interview. I never actually said that on the interview, but it's all good, you know. We're all right, we're still working, we're still training. But yeah, just next time, read, watch the concept, the content, instead of just reading the headers. It was just a joke, guys. I'll but if he does, no, I'm joking. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I saw you speaking to Dan Aziz. Yeah. That'd be a good fight. Dan Aziz? Yeah. Well, Dan Aziz, I've known Dan Aziz for a very long time. Um, known him from the amateurs. Um, Dan Aziz is a good fighter, but um, we're at a different stage in our career. He just... Goes a bit, perhaps, just because he's just come on the scene, won the Southern area, etc. Yeah. A bit too soon then? Yeah, like, he just, he's won the Southern area. Uh, I think he'll probably push on maybe English or something. Um, Have you two spar? Yeah, we used to spar all yeah. the time as amateurs. We used to spar all the time. Um, but yeah, he's a good fighter, but I think he's, a, he's just won the Southern area. I'm just about to fight maybe for the British, I'm mandatory for the British title. Um, and then probably, I don't know if I stay or push on from there, depending on how it goes. But I've had, um, I think, what, like, uh, four, four domestic uh, clashes or something like that, what could have possibly been for the British. When I boxed um, Jake Ball, he was um, one of the top like, heavyweights at the time, prospect from the GB squad. Um, you know, he was had the buzz about him right then, higher knockout ratio, that could have been a fight for the British title. My last fight, I boxed Andre, Andre, he just beat Ricky Summers and beat the former English champion. So he was in line for the British. I could have boxed him for a British title, which I didn't. I beat him for Eliminator. So now I've boxed a lot of people I could have boxed for the British title. So it's about time for me now to actually fight for the British title against the top prospect and move on. Because I think now Boatsy's moved on. Um, oh, he vacated the British. He's yeah. vacated the British, which I was mandatory for. Um, he's moving on probably towards the world scene or international scene. Um, the other. Um, Callum that they've moved on to the world scene so now domestically I think I'm number one domestically in the country 
um, and in line for the British. So isn't Zach Shelley Cody Davis a British eliminator? Is it British? Yeah, eliminator? I think they're for a uh, British eliminator or a final British eliminator. Yeah. I think they both come up. I think from super middleweight. Super middle, yeah. So um, now they're coming up. So that could be a possible possibility in the future. I'm just waiting for like maybe a dance partner for the British title now. Um, I'm the number one. Um, in line for the British, so we just need the number two or someone to dance so with. If Kovalev can get British status, then. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get in the visa, whatever he needs. Not nah, joking, but um, yeah. So that's that's where we're at now. So um, yeah, I just need the British title next, and then we don't know where we'll go from there. So I think we're at different stages in our careers now. Hey, Craig, uh, a little chat. Things being tired for TV and uh, time to spar, yeah. Yeah, let's get to work. Opportunity arose for him to close the show. He did it in emphatic style. Delivery, it's Paul. 